Brianna. We're about to dive into what this podcast is all about. Today's topic is individuals joining the military and why. Let's talk about it. Today, my guest is Leon. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me today. Of course, I always be here. Okay, so for those who don't know, I served a little bit over six years, going on seven in the United States Army. Joined back in 2015. Um, for most people, they either join for financial reasons because their family, you know, it's just something that runs in a family, or so that the military can pay for college. For me, it was more so of just family tradition. My dad served over 20 years in the Navy. Kudos to him. I didn't last that long, unfortunately. Um, I think my last duty station, which was Hawaii. So a lot of people are be they get surprised when I say Hawaii, and I'm like, it's Hawaii. But I'm like, it's the military. That's not. It's not the same. <laughs> but you know, it's like that was the last break of the camel's back. It the camel's on the floor dying. But um, I enjoyed being in the military. It. I think I had. I definitely had more good days than bad days. Not to mention the friends you meet going down that road. It's just like, those are your friends for life. They're, they're like, you know, if we locked in, ain't no switching up. But shout out to Portia and Dwight because they my homies for life. And, you know, maybe one day I can have y'all on this podcast sitting in the same room because, you know, like every other thing with black folks, they don't leave the group chat. But um, no, I I enjoyed I enjoyed serving. I definitely enjoyed. I feel like I've gained family members. I'm sure you can probably say the same. Yeah, people that I know that if I was to call on them today, regardless of what it was, they would like be like, okay, I'm you know I'm one flight away. I got you, girl. Don't worry about nothing else. And then for Leon, he joined 2015, mm -hmm. joined the Army. Yeah, for seven years. Uh, about those seven years, uh, I had more bad times than good, but all around, uh, gained a lot of friends, a lot of family members that, well, friends that turned into family members and uh, people that I call to this day. Uh, I'm not going to shout all of them out, but... Uh, you know who you are. Uh, throughout my Army career, I learned a lot of things. Uh, a lot of good. Uh, picked up some bad habits, but broke them. You know, thank God. But, um, yeah, I think the the breaking moment for getting out of the military was uh, just time management. Um, I, I personally had time management, but, you know, the military goes 24 hours a day seven days a week, maybe even eight, you know? Um, and I wasn't up for it. I, I didn't have that much time in, in my schedule, in my, my personal life and things like that. And I, I, I feel like in the military, you know, you, you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I can't do this no more. I can't, I can't, I can't get up at zero six thirty or zero six twenty and then had PT into zero eight, zero eight thirty, things like that, and then go home for 
30 minutes or to the barracks, eat lunch, come back to work, work for eight hours, eight plus hours, if the case maybe, and get home at a, a crazy time and do the same thing over again. So I just think that my my uh my my time clock was was running out very, very quick. I just couldn't adapt um to the to the new army times and things like that. So yeah, I just think that around two thousand twenty two I had to call it quits. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I think I hmm, let me see. Twenty twenty yeah, I think 2020, it was a wrap. I had to spend an extra year, but I had to go. Those people was, they was, I don't know, treat me like a slave. But um, I definitely can say I learned a lot. I think with me transitioning into the civilian world, I took that organization with me. Like with me, I had to have every everything. People that know me, everything has to have a place. Everything has to be in an order. If someone says, oh, this event starts at 7 o'clock, I'm going to be there 6.45, 6.50, the latest. I just, time management and just organization, I think that helped me in the military. I remember being told, a lot of people like, oh, you're, you know, you're so high speed. You're like, I can see greatness in you. And I remember he, he was telling me, he was like, um, yeah, you need to like stop going to work and doing the most. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, I can't help it. And he was just like, they're going to work you like a dog if you don't. And then the next day is going to replace you. I mean, the army keeps the army, military, whatever branch you in. It just keeps recycling people or putting people in that cycle. Once you're gone and they done worked you to the bone, hey, yeah. next number up. Sorry. That is true. That is true. But I do feel um, for most individuals, they join for financial reasons because they might not have came from the best background. And joining the military, it does provide stability when it comes to income and a paycheck you're going regardless you're going to get a check the first and the 15th it's not like especially with me being in the regular world now and I, I i don't want to say like regular world like the military is something totally different but in this on the civilian specter you only have a certain amount of days you can call out you know you only have a certain amount of times you can come into work late or just not show up in the military, I mean, granted, you get disciplinary actions towards you, but you can, like, not show well, I'm not going to say that. But, like, you could just not show up to work, but you still get paid for that day. It's 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 going to be on your check regardless. Salary. <laughs> military salary. And it's just, it's, it just baffles me. I think, like, in the real world, most jobs, you might not get more than two weeks of vacation for the whole year. Give or take maybe a month. And in the military, they give you 2.5 days a month, a but month. it equals up to like 60, 60 days for the whole entire year. Yeah, And that's not even including the military gives you a four day every month. If not two four days, 
every month. So you have about two weekends every month where you're just off that Friday, Monday, that Thursday, Friday, that Monday, Tuesday. And then you're just accumulating time off on your, like your pay stubs every month. So then it's just, and if around COVID, they had implemented, like if you did not use it, it would roll over to the next year. So like for me, I had over 120 something days Mm -hmm. of just, Paid vacation leave, and I took it. I was on I was on leave from May to October. I was out of, I was out of work, but I was still getting paid as if I was at work. And I was living the time I working nonstop for so many years. When I was on my vacation, I didn't even know what to do with myself. So I'm so used to just ripping and running, running and ripping. And now I'm sitting down. I, I have nothing to do, and I'm looking like I'm going. To go crazy. crazy. <laughs> like, I'm like, those people that are housewives, I'm like, how do you do it? Like, I cannot. Kudos. I'm like, I cannot sit here. I cannot sit in this house and do absolutely nothing. I need a hobby. Even with that hobby, I need a hobby after that hobby. I cannot, I cannot sit in the house at all. Yeah. That transition is hard. It's it's, it's it's crazy. It is hard, but I think for me, through that rough, I loved it because of like my my last year, mm-hmm. almost two years of being in the military in in Hawaii with like going from leadership that cared about you and actually because you know how jobs like we're a family and you'd be like yeah i'm not no i i know not to call any of you guys because i can't rely on you guys when i first got there that leadership that i was surrounded by that was family my my commander my first sergeant even down to my xo which i still have a relationship with her to this day but it's like you know we're all family then it's like you know the change of command occurred. New leadership came in. Leadership wasn't necessarily bad because right was right, wrong was wrong. But it's also like you're convenient to me, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run you to the ground, so I can't run you to the ground no more. And that's exactly what I felt. It's just like it's me, and and it's only it's only me, and it's only me with so many. job that you didn't even join to do i was a bus driver at one point i was an armorer which i was in charge of all the weapons in the armory i was i was a hazmat i was field sand i was range control i I was doing so much stuff on top of the job i already had i was also the training, the uh, training coordinator NCO. Mm-hmm. I was running like the physical fitness test and the, the height and weight and everything. That's not even what I joined the military to do. I think they lost me when I was. And granted, people know me. I love driving, so like I had no problems with driving the bus. But <laughs> the amount of times I was driving the bus, I'm just like, this is. Do you remember it now? Do you know how to drive a bus now? Well, especially the military buses. Oh, yes. 
I, I, at one point, I was like, I think I want to be a bus driver <laughs> when I get out. I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm whipping this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, and that's why I feel that, that camaraderie, camaraderie, mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Well, y'all, well, y'all won't tell me, but whatever. I'm, like, I feel like that, and building that bond with the people that you meet, because they go through so much hardship, whether it's through boot camp, whether it's through AIT, whether it's, you know, at that first duty station or second, third, fourth, however many you go through, they deal with all the hardship you have to deal with on a daily basis. And everyone knows that's usually what bonds people together. Them going through some type of traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Those field exercises, those deployments. Man, yeah. look, if you never thought that you were going to talk to somebody or talk to this person, or be cool with this person, go to a deployment. Go to a field exercise that's 30 mm-hmm. plus yeah, days. So rank. Hey, oh, my good hour. Hey, you got some, some snacks? Hey, let me hit them seeds. Let me, uh, can I use your shower? Yo, those moments... Brought people together. Mm-hmm. Brought people together. And, and and you can never, you can never break those moments because those moments are solidified. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, even if I did have more bad, which I had more good than I had bad, but I feel like the bad that I went through outweighed my good. Mm-hmm. Because of the situation that I was in, and it, it didn't help that I was, I was pregnant. But it's just like you know, I think I'm forever thankful for my family that was there with me at those duty stations, and even to this day, we all still say we all. I mean, we don't talk every single day, but we stay in touch. It's like you know, we can go two, three weeks without talking to each other, but we talk. We ain't skipped a beat. It's like, oh, it's it's that it's, it's as if we just talked to each other yesterday, but it's been about three, four months. Right. Yeah. And it's it's just I, I like that feeling. I love that fact because it's simply if if we plan some type of trip, I know they're gonna be down. Oh, yeah. They're gonna like I said in the beginning, Portia, Portia and Dwight, they came all the way to and I didn't even meet them in Hawaii. I met them in my first duty station. Pay their little money that they were gathering from the military because it wasn't paying them much and flew to Hawaii to come and visit me. And of course, I had a home, so I let them stay there. But I'm like, at that time, I don't think family had came out to Hawaii to see me yet. So I'm just like, you know what? Like, I really do appreciate you guys. And we had this, we had the time of our lives. We're planning our next trip now, but I don't know. I just, when people ask, and I, I think that's what I would probably need is like more questions from outsiders of what they want to know. Yeah. Because even with like the stuff on TikTok or the stuff on the internet, you only see what the people show you. So you only see either like the good times or you only see either the bad times or you only see people on their face in the parking lot because they're drunk <laughs> every other weekend. And, and, and that's another thing when they, they say, thank you for your service. 
but you don't know exactly what they they they've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, in the army, I mean, it go two of you can go two ways. You can be that that soldier that's always working. Be that soldier that's always has downtime and that's always getting into trouble. So it it can go two of both ways. So when people speak that thank you for your service, but things like that, just ask them, hey, tell me about it. You know? Yeah. Things like yeah. that. A lot of military people want you want you to ask them about, hey, how is the military or what did you go through in the military? And not just that one answer. Oh yeah, I, I was in the military. I marched left to right, uh, uh, hands at the seam of my 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 pockets and things like that. Like no, it was it wasn't all that. It wasn't straightforward. We all had some. Yeah, it wasn't all these rainbows and sunshine. Exactly, and that's why I I feel like the not everyone. And some some might take offense to it, but I feel like majority of the people I met, I would go to war with them, and I know for a fact that they would have my back downrange. Now mm-hmm. I can't say that for everyone because, I mean, with you being in the military, you probably understand where I'm coming from. But I don't know. It's just I'm thankful that I took that leap and I joined. Mm-hmm. Speaking of joining, <laughs> I remember when I started this process because I, I I was going to join the Navy. Like I said, I wasn't a good swimmer at the time. I wasn't about to drown right. in no boot camp. That there was there wasn't no enough teaching you how to swim in the world for someone to convince me. And I wanted to I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps because he was in the Navy. He retired from the Navy, but I'm like once I found that out, I'm like absolutely not. I had switched to the marines because the air force was not responding they were they were really ever at the recruiting station what? where where i lived at so i went through the marines and i you know trying to go through the process me and my best friends me and my best friend joined mm-hmm. in the the buddy system yeah. which i don't even know if they even had that anymore but the buddy system and i remember i came home and i told my mom and she was like she lit she lost, you up. She lost it. She was like, telling my dad, like, talk her out of it. Don't let her join the Marines. You know, people come back crazy and like, you know, stuff like that. But you know, that was the old back in the day. That's mm-hmm. how majority of the Marines did come back. And um then I just was like, let me just hop next door. I went to the army. And Right then and there, they was like, okay, if you get a 50 or above on the practice exam, we'll schedule, you know, mm-hmm. you to go to MEPS. And I forgot what I scored, but it was, it was high enough. And they sent me. I went into the exam. Me and my best friend took the exam at the same time. My score came back before hers. So we was just like, like, oh, my goodness, please let her get something because <laughs> I already know I'm safe, but please let hers come back where she's all right. And hers came back, and we both were in the um, I can't remember what program it was, but they they shipped us off quick. I think I took that exam sometime like the end of April 
or close to the end of April. And by the first or second week of May, I was Oh, you I was gone. You remember too many details. Oh, yes. Remember. I remember those details because it was just, it went so fast. And, you know, most people was in the, I think it was called the delayed entry program. But that's usually when people, they have to stay home for a couple mm-hmm. uh, couple months. Not me. Me and that girl was gone. on the next train smoking. You hear me? We, um, and they drove us. Most people flew to boot camp. They drove How us. How that was? I can't even remember. Hmm. It was from Virginia to South Carolina. And it was so many of us. It was like a TMP. Mm-hmm. It had to be no less than 12 people stuffed in the TMP with, with your with like all your bags. You're leaving home, all your bags, the recruiters. And it just, oh my goodness. It absolutely sucked. We got there. And instantly, we were like, what did we do? <laughs> like, what did we do? Like, I I pat, I even passed out the first night oh, because God. I had locked my I had locked my knees. You know, I was like, don't lock your knees. You was a you was a I, I passed out my best friend Jalisa, because me and Jalisa joined, she caught me and I remember her, she was even to this day we'll talk about it, and she's like Everybody thought we had, like, we was in cahoots and we made, like, we planned it. So nobody was trying to, like, wake me up or anything because they thought I was, like, faking me passing out. Mm -hmm. And I think when they realized she was, like, really frantic, they was like, okay, bless. Bless. But I had, I still, I didn't eat. I don't, we were outside for hours. They had us standing in front of our bags. It was at least past 11 o'clock at night. And we got there in the mid- at the noon time. So I was like, you sleep deprived, hungry deprived. Yeah. I don't know. It was just crazy. And I'm thankful. I am thankful. I was able to go through basic training with her. We wasn't in the same platoon. Yeah. And we wasn't even in the same bay. But it was just the fact that when you're outside amongst everyone in your squadron or whatever you want to call it. I can't remember. Yeah, your company... We saw each other, and it's just like, "How you doing? Yeah. Oh, okay, like, how you doing?" So it's just like it. I think it made us feel better because we we were in something, and we knew somebody there. Yeah. Whereas everybody else, you're meeting everyone for the first time. You're trying to figure people out and stuff like that. But after um, basic, because we had two different jobs, the military just separated. Yeah, that's how I usually go. Yeah, that's how I usually. So, I don't think mine's well. Of course, mine they go like that. I mean, I I joined well, took the the test at Maps, and it took like a couple months to get shipped off. So I didn't go mm. right away, and I took a. They gave me a flight, not a, not a bus ride because went from Illinois to. No, South Carolina. Carolina. Right. That was, yeah, that was a couple hours. But, yeah, as soon as I got there, you know, I'm still in my my civilian ways. I got my headphones on. I got, I'm on my phone coming off the plane. And you just, it's late at night. I see everybody there. It's everybody. And they're like sitting, but they're quiet. It's a small airport. 
or small mm. what's man I come in there and right sitting right there and I'm on my phone and I'm like I forgot who I was talking to but I was talking to somebody and Drew's like hey turn off your phone and drop them headphones no me <laughs> hey what but everybody else around me is just like they probably got chewed out when you got there. <laughs> so I dropped it, sat down. We got we got bus to the the um, basic training. It was late at night. We all tired. We got our paperwork, our bags. We get off the bus and the drill sergeant like, look, he took he takes off his hat. This is not basic training right now, but we're gonna end process. So in processing, you know, it takes a long time, hours and hours. And it's like, it's late, late. I don't even know what time it was because I couldn't look at the phone. Yeah. I get there. The lights are like, like, they're not dim, but they're like a different color. We're sitting everybody walking. You know, with your packet in your hand and then they call you up there to check your paperwork, whatever. Push, uh. Let, let's fast forward. We we get done with that. They send us to our bay. We're in the bay dancing. <laughs> oh, we made it! And I'm 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 kind of nervous, but at the same time, everybody else doing it. Why not me? You know, get in there. We're we're dancing. Drill sergeant comes up so quiet. I don't even know how he slipped in. He must have been there for like two or three minutes just watching us. Comes in there like, hey, meet me on the pad. Smoked. Smoke. 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 Like that that was the worst. But at the same time, South Carolina, uh, Illinois to South Carolina, their humidity is way worse than ours. Mm-hmm. So you have the whole little, the little head, the little PC, the 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 uh, ACU top bottom, and you in there just one, two, three, one, one, you know? And I think right there, uh, I met my first, first like, friend, so to say. Mm-hmm. It was it. Because Tune was getting smoked and they were still talking in the back. And we, we both looked at each other in the front lane of rest, looked back, and was like, hey, should we? Hey, be quiet, this, that, another. And the trio sergeant's like, all right, you two gonna be platoon sergeants. Wasn't ready for it. I was definitely not ready for it. Got shipped off to our actual, mm-hmm. you know, didn't know nobody, you know, you know, you get a little shark attack, getting out the bus, you're you running. Do that no more, man. Hurt, but you know, you getting off the bus, you got your stuff, people falling, and you running <laughs> things. We had tire, we had tire pits back then, and uh, we got there, and he was like, "Who did they make tombstones and stuff like that?" I stepped up, he stepped up. We looked at each other, didn't know what we were doing and stuff like that. The second day, we got fired. Fired from being platoon sergeant. I was platoon sergeant for a while. The dope, they was not 
That was my listening. Yeah, man. I'm like, y'all making life. Because, you know, everyone is, you have some people that's older. They're like in their late, because I was 19. You have people like in their late 20s. You have people in their 30s. You have people that they lived on their own Mm -hmm. before, you know, joining the military. Everyone had that different mindset. So you're trying to tell them what to do. And they're looking like, I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. And you know they made me. It was me and somebody else. They made us a platoon sergeant. I got chosen because, like, I I, I was in JRTC in high school. So when it came to marching, I, I've always been that person. Like color guard, that's me. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to step till I can't step no more. And they were just um, the drill sergeants was trying to interact with. The soldiers and teaching them how to left face, right face, you yeah, know. Drill. Was, yeah, yeah, just drill and stuff like that. And it's like, who knows how to do this, that, and the third. And you, it was you raised like, your hand? I didn't even raise, I think I said, I don't know if I raised my hand or not, but it was only a couple of us. Mm-hmm. And so it was the about face that got them. And I get, it was a lot of people, they weren't catching on fast or, you know, some people just don't have military background. And it was just all because of the drill and ceremony at the defect. Outside, and then it was like, Yeah, I ain't last long, definitely didn't last long. Yeah, and then when I got AIT, the people that was in basic with me, it was like, Because you know, AIT they asked for platoon, they, but they asked for somebody to volunteer. People was like, Oh, Parker, go, no, y'all didn't listen to me in basic. Why would I go and put myself? No, absolutely not. But the person that we had, um, AIT, she was she was really, really, really short, she she actually did good, but. Man, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I would not go through base again. I remember when we got shipped. I definitely would. But not. Like I remember it, when we got shipped. It was our first night. She, it, I don't know, she probably still be in the military. Jill Sergeant Garcia. She, oh my goodness, it's not everybody was scared of that lady. I'm so she, I didn't even say she snuck because you know we had fire guard. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they wasn't paying attention. I don't know if they, I don't know what the situation was. The last thing I know, the night we got to actual basic unit, and she turned the lights on. Everybody drop now. They had to because the fire guard wasn't. They must have been doing something. Mm-hmm. She said, "Everybody drop now." And she's like, one, two, three. And then she stopped. And she's like, I'm missing somebody. So she she had two people go check the bathroom. They checked the shower. Because, you know, it was like that open. Check the shower. Check the, like, the toilets. They could not find this girl. She's so small. <laughs> she was on the top bunk the whole time. When I tell you, people found. And she's a heavy sleeper. When she finally got up and got on the ground, people were so pissed because they had to sit yeah, in the yeah. front lean and rest until they found until she found out what individual that's that's usually how it happened like my my first well no it was like third or fourth but this was this wasn't the worst but yo it scared me the most this dude came in and he was uh from Florida Drill Sergeant Lewis Infantry guy came in that like, hey, told the line. We told the line. A couple people missing. 
in bathroom sleep. We knew they were in the bathroom sleep. Still, it's total line. You know, the bunk, the the beds are two, two, two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, where is such 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 such? And nobody moved, but we like bathroom sleep. He go in the bathroom, get them both up. Come out there. Right? Since nobody don't want to snitch, I'm going to smoke you to your nose bleed. Bro, that scared the crap out of me, mom. Nope. <laughs> wow. And he, look, every bit of it. Nobody knows bled, bled but look, I had a headache. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they, and I, it's, it's so crazy because I like reading like a lot of articles and stuff like that. And yeah. I don't even feel like that's the basic that we went through are, is not the basic that everybody else is going through now. Yeah, yeah. They, they got, they have little cards that you could pass off. You stressing them out too much. They, they done took away the shark attack. Like I got, I remember getting off that bus and. They had took, it was one bus with all of our, because they gave us those duffel bags. Mm-hmm. It was a bus with all those duffel bags. And then they, tra- it was a couple other buses that transported the actual soldiers. Yeah. When we got in front of the company where we we're going to have basic training at for the next X amount of weeks, the bags were pa- in a big pile. Yep. Oh, yeah. They're like, find your bag now. You have X amount of seconds. It's like 18 people screaming at you. Or pro- well, I'm probably being excessive because it wasn't that many, but it was a lot. Yeah. It was way more than four. And they're just like, no, but and you're like, it's first thing in the morning. You're like, probably still waking up. So I was like, bro, I'm thinking like, yep. Yeah. That that was that was when I that same instance, and they found my bag. And this girl named Motley. Shout out to Motley. I don't think she was the last person, but nobody, everybody else did find their bag, right? <laughs> hey, yo, they put us in the high right face, gently in the rest position. Oh, we get in the position. I, you know, those big old army boots. I stepped on her finger. She yeah. yeah, he stepped on my finger. She was like, I don't give up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he smoked it. And they and they smoked us even harder just because she got up off the ground and went to a drink. You know, like just those boots are big. It, so. I know. You know what if I think I would have passed out. They would have they actually would have they really been my platoon would have really been smoked because if somebody would have stepped, those boots were so big and bulky. And you know how you do one, two, you you shoot back. Yeah, with your leg. man, look, man, I, I I stepped on them, and she even showed me after. This is what you did. <laughs> you know, I I kind of played it all like, oh, whatever, I didn't do that. But yeah, man, I I definitely did. That's crazy. Did you ever apologize? Um, I don't think I did. I I ain't had time to. That's crazy. <laughs> I definitely ain't have time to. I mean, 
Hey, if Molly, if you're watching this, like, my bad. Yo, bad. I apologize. And claim 20% for that she's, finger. She's still in the military. So oh, she, well. Uh, she probably got a couple more, uh, like, 10 plus years to go. Basically, just, you know, I think what I was just like, yeah, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. Um. What is that week where, like, you have to, <laughs> where they're shooting at you and you got to crawl and make sure you ain't getting shot um, and you got to, like, crawl under the uh, the barbed wire? Uh, it's Nick at night. Yeah, it is Nick at night, but. No, I think it is called Nick and Night. But it's it was, a, I'm it's talking a about the fire. No, I'm talking about the the whole thing was Nick at Night. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about the Ruck March. It starts oh, with the twelfth. Yeah, as, it was like know it was called something. But I'm, twelve mile I'm just I'm like, mm, this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, cause it and it was people they were getting like um. Bunions, they was getting blisters, they, and I was like, well, I was, I used to wrap my feet up with band aids, so I was so scared. I used yeah. to put like double socks no. on. No. Oh no, yeah, I put, I used to put double socks on. I'm like, please, That's and thankfully, more. I, I never got, I never got blisters. My whole entire time, I did pass out. I can't remember. We, we had just, we came from a range. We had came from a range, and it was, and we had to walk back to the company and I most definitely once we got back in our safe place I passed well I didn't pass out I said I feel lightheaded and you know they to be so dramatic I all I said was I feel lightheaded and it didn't even help it didn't help that I went with my best friend yes they they was like you lay on the ground down and I'm looking like I'm thinking like it's not that it's not that that serious they just shoved ice and, and they was like, you got to sit there. And I, I laid there. And they just kept shoving ice. And I'm just like, it's hot. Ooh. I was like, it's hot, but it ain't that hot outside. So then it's like, I went from being like lightheaded come too hot. Now I'm over here like shivering and shaking. Yeah. And then not to mention, because you're in your clothes. So now you got to go to your bay or whatever with like dripping wet clothes. And we was like in those new type of buildings where we had to walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. It was shaped like the little star, the starship. It was right beside, um, it was right beside one of the main defect, defects. It was by, by main defect. We was in, uh, Alpha Company 334. It was 313, Charlie Company. Oh, all right. Yeah, I the PX. Yeah, but it was still a good distance. Yeah, we were. And also beside that little museum and stuff like that. Like when you did Family Day, I realized how close we were to some how close we were to some stuff. I'm just like, I would definitely never do basic ever again. I would do basic. I would definitely do People basic. bring up like, oh, like you know, like the high school reunions, like, oh, we should have a basic reunion. No, Absolutely not. No, no, I, I wouldn't do a reunion. I would do basic over again because I wouldn't. I felt like that was basic training. Mm-hmm. I I hated it when I did it the first time, but the, the second time, I I I love the I love the lessons that came. Yeah, no, the lessons. No, 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 no. Yes, I. Oh my goodness, no! 
because when I had staff duty, which is like it's in the in the real military, it's that's a twenty four hour duty. You have to stay up twenty four hours to guard a facility, a, a room, wherever you are. But in basic training, they split that twenty four hours up in like I don't know a couple of hours. So you're only pulling maybe like two. Yeah. Two, three. And the people that was supposed to be coming to replace me oversleeping and not showing up. You know, you can't you can't leave posts to somebody else coming to replace you. I'm like, I'm pissed because in like a couple of hours you gotta wake up for PT. So I'm just like Oh my goodness, we had one incident where can't even remember his name. I I can picture him vividly. We were at a range. It wasn't intentional because, you know, we're just, we're in basic training. We don't know no better. He looked down the barrel. What? What? Why? Of his M16. I don't, I think he was trying to clean it or look for something. But in that instance, all the drill sergeants, they just like, I see why they spazzed and snapped the way they did. But it's like, man, you looking like it was just a mistake. <laughs> like he... He ain't. He wasn't doing it like with intentions of doing anything. He was just looking, yeah, being curious. But he got kicked off. He got kicked off the range. Did he get recycled or? I don't think he got recycled, but he couldn't finish that day. They were pretty much like, "We're not about to put our lives and everybody else's lives in danger because you're just, you know, being irresponsible." I'm just. It was just so much craziness that was going on. For people like stuffing like snacks and stuff in your camelback, it's hot and me. stuff. And the me. no, I would not go through that. Was, you cannot pay me enough. Was hiding nutrition bars, apples, oranges, peanut butter. Okay, jelly. I was so scared for my life. If I needed it, was hiding it. For me, not for not to sell. I wasn't one of those types that be like, "Oh yeah, I got all this contraband." No, I but even if you selling it, like, but how would you get the money? Because you was only allowed to go to the PS what once a week, and, and I don't even think you was pulling money out really because they gave you a card. So with our company, we go to the PX that was by your you guys for the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we pull out money. Or we would uh, the evil card or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when people pull out money, people have money at the end of like cash in their hands. Drill sergeants didn't care about that. They didn't care about how much money you had because they felt like it was for the haircuts and the PX and stuff like that. So people were selling their contraband. And getting money back, so we we it wasn't it wasn't like because we ain't had no Venmo, we ain't had no cash app back then. Then we ain't have our phones, so how would we do that? So yeah, yeah. So cash was the the the, the thing. I think I would do AIT again. I I, I enjoy AIT. Then again, like it it was one of those things. Um, I kind of got like my, what was it, like my, the blue, pa- I don't, whatever pass it is that lets you leave base and do whatever you want to do. I got that early because I joined color guard and my color guard, the team consisted of the class before me and the class before them. 
So they had already had like their gold passes, they whatever passes. And so it is also because I volunteered and I wasn't, no, I wasn't forced to do nothing. So it was like maybe me and two or three other people. People just like the been been at your neck. Like, oh, can you give me this when you go off base? Yes or no? No. (laughs) Was it? No. Because you should have. It's cool. You should. But the thing is, I volunteered. I volunteered because I really wanted to do it. But then it's like other stuff. It seems as if people started volunteering because they're thinking something, they're going to get something out of it. Of course. It was always about progression in the military and and who was going to get what before who, you know? Yeah, that's how that, well, that's how my experience was. We were, we were trying to get who, be, you know, we were trying to get over on the next person. We were trying to get more than the next person. So mm. it was more like a competition, sort of say. And, and it wasn't more like a children country type. So what would you, what would you say was your best leadership? My best leadership I would say okay I will say two right my first and my second duty station um my first duty station my first sergeant and my commander was the best first sergeant Rebecca and Captain Johnston was the best at Alpha Company 101st BSB. They got their hands dirty. If a vehicle broke down on deployment or at a field exercise, the first sergeant and the commander was right there pushing or hooking up that that um, the record to the LMTV to tow it out, mm-hmm. right? My second, oh, just leadership, period. Those was the guys. My second duty station, the, the leadership was by my direct uh, supervisor, which was First Sergeant Gregory Williams. Uh, <laughs> hey, this whole man. Hey, he got to know who he was, um, what, who he is. Checked on me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Put family first. Understood. That was a key. Understood, like, being a soldier and being a supervisor, you know. Um, understood what was right and what was wrong with uh, a chain of command, so to say. And, yeah, first iron, I, I mean, he should be first iron right now. First iron Gregory. <laughs> Putting that out there. But, yeah, he was the best direct supervisor that I had in the military. Point blank, period. My first sergeant commander, first sergeant Rebecca, and Captain Johnson, which should be, he's he's Major Johnson now, and it should be first sergeant Rebecca. I haven't been following it too much, but those guys cared. The, the, in the military, you have to care about your soldiers yeah. and have to. And relate. I like some people, they, they take rank 
in days. I feel like for me, I I can't say it's, it was at six so first. My the absolute best leadership was Captain Hackett and First Sergeant Rover. I feel like anybody who's ever been under First Sergeant Rover, then like she don't play. It's like she is that motherly figure. And she's so, I feel like if she sees potential in you, she's so hard on you. Mm. And I feel like me being as young as I was, I understood it. But I also just like, like I said, she was like a mother figure. So I was so, not terrified, but it was like, I was so afraid of disappointing her. And it's just like, I, I pre- but I appreciate every every single thing that she's that she's taught me because I feel like she made me the leader once I stepped in those shoes she made me the leader that I became Mm -hmm. she was that role model because you know a lot of people like oh I got out because the leadership you know Mm -hmm. the leadership was trash I'd never had that person that she was not afraid to like stand up for what was right yeah. And you know, it, it was no if answer, but Captain Hackett, first sergeant role. That's like the ultimate dream team when it comes to military stuff. I but I feel like actually, let me retract that statement. I feel like the ultimate dream team would be Captain Hackett as a commander, first sergeant rover as the first sergeant, which she is command sergeant major now, mm. and Sergeant Palmer. Just- Shout out to Tassidy Palmer. Oh my, she is the best, the absolute best NCO I have ever, ever. She's she's a um, instructor right now. She's the best NCO I have ever had. She does not put up with nothing. Mm. she does not put up with nothing she does not like her time wasted and i i feel like if i would have stayed in i so i saw so much of me and her but she just like on a whole another a whole another level she even talked to me about staying in but i just could not do it but i will be forever be grateful for her because i feel like she helped me out in ways that she would never even imagine to this day and it's like she saved me from stuff that I don't even think she realized she saved me from. But it's just like it's it's stuff like that that makes me so grateful that I I joined the military. Oh yeah, because it's like you it's it's those people it's those people that always leave I'm grateful for her because I feel like she helped me out in ways that she would never even imagine to this day. And it's like she saved me from stuff that I don't even think she realized she saved me from. But it's just like it's it's stuff like that that makes me so grateful that I I joined the military. Oh yeah, because it's like you it's it's those people it's those people that always leave and that always treated people with respect because you never know what mark you're leaving. Mm-hmm. Of course, with somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely don't. You absolutely don't. I'm just like, people do 20, 30. Some people do more than 30. Y'all a little bit cool. But it's like, even with them doing those many years, they always remember that one 
person that changed their view and aspect on the military as a whole. Those two individuals and Sergeant Glenn. And we end up being in Hawaii, although we weren't in the same like area, but mm-hmm. I feel like if I was able to work with him more one on one, he would have been a Sergeant Palmer. Yeah. But he was like he he always was like three, four steps ahead of me and he had to deal with multiple people. So I never got that like one on one training, but he is he is a great NCO yeah. as well. But yeah, man, like shout out to all the people that was like me, the ones that was trying to make a change and either got tired of trying to make the change and got out or y'all still fighting for y'all lives. But I appreciate y'all. I, I really do. All all jokes aside, like leadership does need to do better. I cannot, I don't think anybody can say it enough. People need to start treating people like they're human beings. People need to start understanding that the uniform does come off. People do have feelings. People do have families. People do have, they go through stuff that they don't talk about at work. And I'm not saying that that should be like an excuse for you to get out of doing stuff, but people do need to understand that you're talking to human beings, not robots. Yeah. Everybody is not a number. Everybody is mm-hmm. not not somebody beneath you. And these uh, higher-ups that come in and and that has never been in position of a leadership or leader, period, and they take it too far, I'm going to need you to uh, bring it down two more levels and bring it back to the level or be balanced, okay? Because that plays a part in a soldier's life, in a soldier's career. You know, so, hey, look, hey, bring yourself back to the earth mm-hmm. and not not all the way up there where you think you are. You're not there yet. I'm I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's my piece. And with that being said, I do appreciate you for joining me tonight. I know you probably had other plans, mm-hmm. um, but. I do appreciate everyone tuning in to the popular to be unpopular podcast. And of course, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite platform, whatever you're listening to right now. Until next time. Bye.